Have you ever worked really hard for a boss and wondered why you didn't get promoted? Does your employer make you feel like you owe him the world? Welcome to the Transformative Duff. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 49 of Tract Exilbus and we learn that your one and only true boss is God. He will provide for you, he will promote you, and he will forever sustain you. Welcome to the Transformative Duff and thank you for being my Chavrissa today. I like to begin with a story. Reb Vanipoli would recite his morning prayers at length. Each morning after he concluded, as he was folding up his talus, he would lift his eyes to the heavens and call out, Master of the universe, Zusha thanks you for his appetite. Master of the universe, Zusha would like some food. Every morning his attendant would wait until he heard Reb appeal. He would then enter with Reb morning meal of cake and a hot drink. One morning the attendant thought to himself, why doesn't Rebzusha ask me directly for his breakfast? Who does he think is fooling by this religious charade? He knows full well that I bring him his food every day. Then and there he decided that the next morning he would not bring Rebzusha's meal until he addressed him by name. That evening, a merchant arrived in town and booked himself into the local inn. The next morning he was planning to ask the great Rebzusha for a blessing and then continue on his business trip. That night, however, he could hardly sleep, so loud was the pouring rain beating down upon the thin roof. The next morning he arose and headed toward Shultadavan. Meanwhile, not too far away, Ribzusha left his modest home, and as he did every morning, set off in the direction of the mikveh to immerse himself in preparation for the day's holy work. But after the previous night's flood, the streets were full of deep puddles. In order to get from one side of the street to another, the townsfolk set up narrow planks and laid them over the flowing mud. Just as Ribzusha was crossing in the direction of the mikveh, the merchant was heading in the opposite direction. Feeling impatient and unwilling to wait for the old man to pass, he pushed Ribzusha out of his way and he fell into the mud. Ribzusha didn't say a word. He calmly picked himself up and continued on his way to the mikveh while the merchant headed off in the distance. While, when he arrived back at the inn where he was staying, he joked about his encounter to the innkeeper. But the innkeeper wasn't amused. He asked the guest to describe the old man. Upon hearing, he exclaimed, Do you know who that was? That was the Rebbe, Reb Zusha. Trembling, the guest cried, Oy vey, what am I going to do now? Don't worry, the innkeeper responded. I have an idea. Reb Zusha spends many hours every morning in prayer. When he's finished, he turns his eyes heavenward and asks for his sustenance. I'll prepare some cakes and a warm drink for you to take to him. When you hear him call out, go in immediately with this gift, offer it to him, and beg his forgiveness. I'm certain that he will forgive you wholeheartedly. The man nodded, took the basket of breakfast and left. Meanwhile, back at the shtibu, Reb Zusha had returned from the mikveh and was completing his prayers. Folding his towels, he called out, Master of the universe, Zusha thanks you for his appetite. Master of the universe, Zusha would like some food. The attendant, upon hearing the familiar refrain, held his ground and waited for a personal request from Reb Zusha. Let the master of the universe bring him his cake this morning, he thought to himself. Suddenly the door to the synagogue sprang open and a man holding a large plate of cakes and a cup of tea entered and made his way to the room of Reb Zusha. He went straight in, put the cakes on the table and then fell to the floor in grief, begging the tzaddik for forgiveness, which was immediately granted. At that moment the attendant understood that it really was the master of the universe who brought Reb Zusha his breakfast every morning. Let's look at today's Gemara. Rebbe Ilah quoted Reish Lakish in the name of Rabbi Yehuda Bar Hanina. In Usha, the sages instituted that a man must sustain his sons and daughters when they are minors. 
When they would come before Rabbi Yehuda to report a delinquent father, he would say to them, Does the jackal bear offspring and cast them on the residents of the town? When they would come before Rav Chisti, he would say to them, Turn over a mortar for him in public and let him stand upon it and announce the raven wants to care for its children and yet this man does not want to support his children. But does the raven want to feed its children? But isn't it written he gives an animal its food to the children of the raven that calls out? This is not difficult, for this case refers to white ones and that refers to black ones. Says Rashi, As a raven grows, it gets blacker and the mother and father begin to love them. But to begin with, they are white and they despise them. Let's analyze the Gemara. King David praises God who gives an animal its food and to the children of the raven that call out. When fathers who were delinquent in their duty to sustain their children were brought before Rav Chista, he would publicly shame them by making them announce even a raven provides for its children and yet I am not prepared to provide for mine. The Gemara asks, but the verse in Psalms implies that God provides, not the raven's parents. And the Gemara concludes, the verse refers to white ravens, while his announcement is about black ravens. When ravens are young, they are white, and so their parents do not recognize them, and therefore deny them sustenance. Consequently, they need to be sustained by God. When they get older, they become black, and the parents love them and begin providing for them. But why do we chastise this delinquent father with the raven analogy? King David makes it clear that ravens also fail, at least initially, to provide for their young, wouldn't it make more sense to use the analogy of an animal that never fails to provide for its offspring? The message we are conveying to this man is that God is the ultimate provider. Just like when a raven doesn't recognize its offspring, the Almighty provides for them, he will provide for these human children no matter what. This irresponsible father doesn't have the power to provide or withhold sustenance from his family. Their well-being is in the Almighty's hands. All he may choose is whether to partner with God if he decides to pull his socks up and go out to work, he will be heaven's vehicle for sustenance. If not, he will forego the merit of partnering with the Almighty. That should be our attitude to sustenance generally. Every morning we recite the verses from Psalms. Do not place your trust in princes, in people who can provide no salvation. And Jeremiah says, Blessed is a man who trusts in Hashem. Hashem shall be his confidence. As we prepare to face the working day, we remind ourselves that our employers do not have the power to provide or withhold our sustenance. That's in God's hands alone. They are merely the vehicle. Every day when I recite the verse in Tehillim, I recall with fondness the way Rip Martin at Hampstead Garden Suburb raises his voice for the verse. On one occasion, Martin was unable to make the minion. Not to worry, a couple of the fellows who sat nearby boldly uttered the verse on his behalf. After a while, the practice caught on and various members of the congregation would make the declaration. I once asked Martin why he chose this particular verse to recite aloud. He explained that he was once swindled out of some money from business associates. He was quite distraught and went to his rabbi seeking advice. The rabbi pointed to the verse and explained to him that the businessman had no control over his sustenance. Hashem is the sole provider. If they thought they could steal what was owed to him, he need not worry. God would provide other avenues to compensate him. You might be struggling right now with a boss who is making your life miserable. It's not easy to climb out of bed in the morning knowing that your life revolves around making him happy. It doesn't seem fair. Every effort of promotion you make goes unnoticed. You're breaking your back for this person. He just takes advantage of your long hours and extraordinary devotion. Here's what you need to know. If God wants you to make more, you will make more and you will be promoted above and beyond your supervisor. 
Your boss might believe that he is your provider and you're at his mercy in every whim, but he's wrong. God is your boss. Your job is to be a stellar employee doing the very best work that you can do. You don't need to waste your energy fawning over your boss or kowtowing to his inflated ego as he lords it over you. Just be your best and God will grant you the promotion you deserve. When people ask you who you work for, tell them that you work for God. He alone is your provider. When you take those earnings and provide for your family, for the needy and for your synagogue and community, you become a partner with God. He doesn't need you to provide. If you choose to evade your obligations, he will still provide. But in his great mercy, he offers you the opportunity to be his partner in the provision of sustenance. The Almighty is the one and only provider. We are but vehicles to partner with him as he sustains his creatures. May you forever remember where your bread is truly buttered and give thanks to God who never forsakes his children, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Duff Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe to achieving a life of simcha and purpose. Transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daf.